Today is Thursday, August 11th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, episode 473, featuring longtime NBA scribe and author Ian Thompson, is powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today, use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Welcome in. New edition of Celtics Beat on the day that the Patriots open their preseason against the New York football giants in Foxborough, which is only, to me, slightly less interesting. Only slightly less interesting than doing another Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown show. I didn't think, guys, that this is what this was going to be the back-to-back week reality. Steve Bullpett was with us last week, Ian. We talked extensively about this issue, but there are new angles. There are new things to talk about. And as I was saying to Evan before we came on, honestly, if we weren't talking about this, we'd be breaking down like whether the pride of Haverhill, Noah Vonley has a roster spot or looking ahead to the October preseason schedule. So look, content's content, man. This is good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, when when you have, I think Xanis are uh, one of our content creators and leaders of the particular network that we're on. Mm. You know, he again, as much as this might be, you know, we want to all see, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor in a ring together. The fact that this is a discussion here in early August and it's a relevant discussion, it's great for content, baby, and that's what we care about here at this particular <laughs> particular uh, network. So, uh, I again. I don't hate the fact that we're talking about it because it's there's relevant stuff to be had and there's a lot of discussions to be had. But um, at the it, at the same time, like yeah, games are going to be way more fun to talk about. Well, here's an E and I. I want to know if you're tired of all this. Maybe you're maybe you're enthused by it. I don't know, but I, I'll just tell you to sort of build on a little bit of what we got into last week. I think the only reason that I'm sort of annoyed by the whole issue is not even that I don't think it's a good idea and i am adamantly against the idea of dealing jalen brown and a a boatload of picks and smart or whatever combination of whatever it is that's been reported and we'll get to some of the more recent reports that have happened since the last show during this week we'll we'll talk about all that but i it's it's not even the trade package that that i'm which i am against it's just the fact that i I so in like every fiber of my being, Ian, every bone in my body, despite what the Ryan McDonough's and I love Ryan, but despite what like some of the people out there have said, I just don't believe this is going to happen. And so for me, it feels like we're just going on and on and on entering, entertaining something that that is isn't like there's no point. Like we're just sort of wasting our breath because this is not going to come to fruition. I. Uh... I understand why you feel that way, Adam. I'm really a coin flip about whether it's going to happen. If I had to lean one way or the other, I'd say it is going to happen. Just in that, okay. that's obviously with no um, reporting whatsoever. Just thinking about all the other times in past years where these kinds of things come up. And ultimately, what we've learned over and over again is the power is with the player. The player mm-hmm. ultimately defines the, the marketplace and uh, defines his value. And I remember years ago when something like this happened in the NBA and one of the the big time general managers in the league said to me, if, if history has proven anything, um, any star in this league 
can be a big enough ass and get himself traded hmm. if he wants to be. And so I think what you saw Kevin Durant do recently is he he moved in that direction, right? He he's sort of sit laying down an ultimatum and he's letting them know he he might be willing to burn the house down and uh, to force them to trade them. This is this is not the last card he's going to play. If if he's if he's gone as far as to say I can't work with the GM and the coach and they're not willing to do anything about it, well, he's got he's going to build on that. He's not just going to okay you called my bluff. That's it. I'm done. You know, he's not going to do that. He's going to keep pushing it. Um, so what we can get into all the reasons if the Celtics should, under what circumstances they should make a trade like this, but ultimately he's even at his age with his injuries, he's the best player in the deal. Um, I understand exactly why Brooklyn doesn't want to trade him because they disappear off the face of the earth. If they do they mm-hmm. mean nothing in that city if they lose Kevin Durant. So I understand what they're up against, but he's got the power. He really does. And to what extent he wants to get traded and how much he wants it to be Boston, that's that's going to be up to him. All right, so let's break some of this stuff down because, as you just mentioned, Kevin Durant's willing to burn the house down. When we did our show with Steve Bullpett, who had reported that Kevin Durant was going to be sitting down with ownership at the time that we recorded that last show – That meeting hadn't happened yet. It since has, and in the very unlikely event that anyone out there listening or watching only gets their Celtics news from this show and not Twitter or other podcasts, here's the latest. Kevin Durant met with the owner, and as Ian alluded to, said it's either me or it's Sean Marks, the GM, and Steve Nash, the coach. you got to pick. Either get rid of those two or get rid of me. And the the owner has since, you know, gone out. He sent a tweet and saying that I support my front office and head coach. So we'll see what direction that all goes in. There have been other reports. Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe, a friend of this show as well, reported uh, just yesterday that this is unbelievable, that the Nets first asked for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And basically, and these are my words, not Adams after, well, I guess they are Adams, right? After, after the Celtics stopped laughing, the, the deal or potential deal evolved into Brown and Marcus Smart and a massive haul of future picks. But as of right now, you know, this moment, there's no traction on a deal getting done. Uh, Kurt Heelan reported that Rob Williams is unavailable. He is not part of this. The Celtics are not moving him, which is good news to a lot of people out there. Uh, Ian Begley, uh, Durant reportedly wants to play with Marcus Smart. So then does that turn into a Derek White thing? And and why is it Marcus Smart? Is is he doing that to further, you know, handcuff the Nets in a potential deal in saying that? Because obviously Smart is a better player than Derek White. And he's the reigning defensive player of the year. And he knows that the package is, is not as massive going the other way. We could talk about all that if we want to. Bobby Marks believes that if a deal does get done, it's going to be more of a January midseason thing. If, you know, Celtics are floundering like they were at the beginning of last year, they're sitting above 500. They believe Kevin Durant puts them over at the top. They make a move like that. And of course, the Nets, the Raptors, they are teams that are still lurking in the situation. But among the many reasons, Ian, that you are, uh, you know, a, a, a great guest and you always are, but, a you know, a, a great guest for today is what you've already said. I don't think the deal's going to happen. I'm not even sure how Evan feels, but you think in flipping the coin, you would lean toward the deal is going to happen. So without any reporting on your own part, as you acknowledged, what do you think the deal is going to look like if it does go down? You know, well, what are, what are the Celtics willing to give up in the way that they, they think they're better 
after the trade than they were before. So if Marcus Smart's in the deal, then they're just not the same team. They've got to win now with offense more than defense. And I, I don't think anybody in Boston wants that to happen. I think that's a very short-term way uh, for them to build their team. I mean, that what they build right now is the, the arguably the best offensive team in the league and lots of switching. And, and um, Marcus is the embodiment of all that. And if that reporting is true that Kevin Durant wants to play with him, well, then Durant sees it the same way. He knows how hard it is to play against them, play against Marcus, knows how valuable Marcus Smart is, and how he gives that team an edge. He gives them their identity, which is a defensive identity. So, first of all, let's say the Celtics let, – let's just assume the Celtics do not make the deal if Marcus is in it. Um, now, how do they get to that point? To me, you do it by saying to the Nets, you know what? We had this conversation a while ago. Um, it leaked out. We don't want to say who leaked it out, but it wasn't us. <laughs> and we're not happy about that. And we're not talking anymore. We're not interested in it. And don't talk to them at all. And let them come begging to you to make a deal. And Durant can help empower that by basically making it clear to the Nets, whoever else you trade me to, you know, maybe he wants to go to Philly too, whoever else it is. But if you don't trade me to one of these few teams, when they get me, I'm going to be very unhappy and I'm going to make their lives just as miserable as I'm making yours now. Hmm. So so when the Nets asked for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they, they were living under this like false – uh, universe idea that they had power in this thing and they don't, they just don't. The player has the power. And so like the, in that theoretical world where they can get everything they want and they can set the standard. Yeah. They, they can ask for everything and then say, well, we're just not trading them. But as you come up to the season and if Kevin Durant's making more and more of a public nuisance of himself and he's, he's just um, kind of making a, making you feel like you're fools for paying him the 40 million bucks, you know, um, everything changes. And these guys, they just get traded. They just do. So that to me is the Celtics approach is to just back off and don't be the ones coming to them, asking them to make the trade. Let them convince you to make the trade. Let them be the ones who are begging to get something from you, knowing that there are only a couple of teams probably that Kevin Durant's willing to go to in the first place. Right. And if you look at that last move by Durant to say, you know, it's me or your front office and coach, you know, that, that kind of probably hurts the Nets a little bit in the negotiating department because it's like, man, he really doesn't want to be here. Um, you know, I, I've looked at this from a few different angles, or at least tried to, and I just keep coming back to like, okay, so there's a lot of really – like there's good players that are going to be involved in this thing, but I, I, I would assume, and I'm not sure if everybody feels this way because everybody loves the young rookie contract thing, but like I would assume that Jalen Brown is the best player that's been reportedly talked about in trades with Kevin Durant. So to your point, uh, Ian, if you're going to be the Celtics, you have the best player that they want. So you're going to say like, look, you know, whatever offer you guys get, you know, we obviously can top that. And And if you're the Nets and you're Sean Marks, Obviously, you're going to see if the Celtics are. You're going to before you make any deal, you're going to see if Boston can get into this thing. Because at the end of the day, I mean, look, I love Scotty Barnes. 
He's a great player. I'm happy he's in Toronto, and it seems in a, in a situation that is good for him uh, with a smart head coach who's willing to put him all over the place where he wants to have him bring the ball up, or now he's playing the five. Like I like the fact that they're they're tinkering with Scotty a lot. I think he's in a good situation. But like if you just like Jalen Brown is better than Scotty Barnes, and I know the the idea of Scotty Barnes and what he could be is it could be anything. It's like that Peter Griffin thing. The mystery box could even be a boat, right? <laughs> so we, we, we have no idea. But Jalen Brown, we know, has made one all-star team, probably would have made another if he doesn't get hurt, and has a, a trajectory that we've seen over the past couple of years of here's a guy that works on his game, comes back every single year better than he was the year before, and has turned himself into, you know, I would say a guy in the all-star conversation versus Scotty Barnes, who's a really nice young player, who, if given the trajectory, could turn into an all-star himself. But i rather deal with absolutes over, you know, projected whatever. And, again, if you're Boston, you're Brad Stevens, you're saying, you know what? Let the chaos commence. We have the best player that they could possibly want. You, I, I like where Ian's at. I think the, the, the weird thing about this whole thing is Durant gave more power to Boston. And I never thought about that until Ian brought that up. Boston – has leverage over everybody because they have the ideal package that the Nets want. And and I think as we get forward and move along here, just know that Boston will just kind of always be lurking around as much as other teams. Like you're going to hear that Pat Riley's in, you're going to hear the Raptors are in, the Lakers will be trying to do whatever they can to get involved in any of this because they're trying to change the roster to do a different thing. But Boston's just going to sit there and say, you know what? We're good. And I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, didn't we talk about this last week with the the Celtics are the favorites in Vegas for the title anyway. They don't have hey, right do now any, without doing a thing. They don't Absolutely. do any of this. We're good. So plus, plus four hundred on our friends bet online. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But yeah, they are the championship favorites. So we're good. Well, you know, if you're Brad, like this is great. Like, okay, we could, you know, maybe have Durant, maybe not. You know, call us if you know but we're we're good. We're I We're fine. just think it, it, you know, it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, how much, and we don't know, like there are all sorts of reports out there, but nobody knows that at least is on the record. How much does Boston want this? Because I, I think we do believe, regardless of what the rest of the package looks like, whether it's Smart or Derek White or Grant Williams and someone else and, you know, a, a, a litany, you know, picks for the next 10 years and pick swaps and all, I, I don't know. What I do know is, or at least I believe there's no way this deal happens if Jalen Brown is not a part of it. Okay. It's, it's Jalen Brown plus something. So how much does Boston, if it does, how much does Boston want Kevin Durant? Because I just, as much leverage as the Celtics do have, I agree with what you guys are saying. I do, but short of Kevin Durant hasn't gone nuclear yet. He's causing trouble. He's on, can fires I, can in I... the corner of the room. You know, but he hasn't done, he hasn't done the whole Heath Ledger, Joker, blow up the hospital, walk around, you know, walk away with it in his background. He hasn't gone nuclear to the point where he has said straight up, listen, trade me or I am holding out. I am not playing for you again. And until that happens, and I don't think that ever happens, by the way, I think if there's a push comes to shove, calls the bluff, he's a net again. I really do. I do believe that. I don't think he's willing to to go to that length. And until that happens, Ian, I just think the Nets still have a little bit more power than we're giving them credit for. 
Oh, they might. And if that's what he ends up doing, yeah, for sure. He, um, again, my whole point of view is this is up to Kevin Durant. How far does he want to go? And if he wants to be in that long line of players, most recently James Harden, mm -hmm. twice, yeah. <laughs> who, who just makes life impossible for the employer and they just want to get rid of him. You know, if, if he wants to do that, and he wants it to be Boston, then he can make it happen. And But if he has to do things that he doesn't feel comfortable with, then he won't do them. And that will kind of define for all of us how badly he wants to make this have this happen and be in Boston in the first place, you know? I mean, my own feeling is, God, you, you would have a great situation if you stayed with Brooklyn. You know, Kyrie's playing for a new deal after – um, being humiliated in the mm -hmm. marketplace. So this is the last great year you arguably are ever going to get out of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. This is now the time to cash in with him. And Ben Simmons, if both Durant and Kyrie are there, this is the perfect opportunity for Ben Simmons to work his way back onto the court. And they, yeah. they seem to have good role players. And Hopefully you know, Joe and Harris the, is back. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then for all of the Knicks uh, upgrades over the summer, you're still way better than they are. Yeah. So you still win New York. You get to, you get to like just put the pillow over their head, you know, while they're <laughs> shouting about how great they are. You just shove a pillow over their head. There's so no bing bonging going on. Yeah. So I, you know, it makes it makes sense if he if he hadn't if he hadn't stuck his neck out the way he did and say it's me or them, it would have made sense for him to go back. But I don't know. I don't know if he can now after having had that put out there that he, he wants them both. And then he goes and plays for them. Right. I, I, I just, until he did that. In fact, I thought when Steve reported that he was going to go back to the Nets, I I was sort of thinking he was going to go back and say, you know what, I'm going to back out. off. Let's see how things work out. Yeah. So this escalation by him just sort of tells me that he's not going to be there anymore. And then for the Celtics who know Jalen Brown better than anybody, um, they they have a better sense than anybody for what his potential is. Um, for me, I I've always felt that if uh, if they are really really confident that he's going to resign after two years, then maybe you don't do the trade, no matter how even if you you get Durant a steal, you know. But they know how good he is, how good he can be. Uh, they know they have a better feeling than any of us about whether he's going to stay after two years, um, you know, based on his recent hire of, of uh, agent consultant, management consultant and mm -hmm. all the rest of it. So and then and then you think if they could get him without giving up their defensive identity, well, maybe three or four years from now, they're not as good. But next year they would be they'd be better. In my opinion, they'd be better with Durant than Jalen Brown just next year and maybe the year after. And uh, having Durant as the number two guy as he ages would make things a bit easier for him. And the way the Lakers have always hoped that Anthony Davis would have made it easier for LeBron and right. with the Lakers. As so I, I put it all together. Millions of dollars at age 37. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It's so, here, by the way, not to cut you off. I'm sorry, but this is no, something no. that I said to Steve last week, Ian, is I just, 
I don't look, I don't know Kevin Durant personally. So, so forgive the like personal attack, I guess, if you're out there listening, Kev, or, or lurking in, you know, with, with all of your, uh, you know, Twitter accounts and, and, and everything like that. But I just, I don't trust them. I, I don't trust them. Like the, the Celtics, you know, they obviously they've got some very confident players with strong egos right now. And, and you have to be to play at that level. So that's not a criticism. What they don't have in this moment could develop at some point, but what they don't have in this moment are divas and Kevin Durant is a diva. And, and, and look, some guys are, some guys aren't, but Kevin Durant Can't most certainly that, is. Like, don't you I'm not even him? saying he hasn't earned it, but it scares me. You know, like not a lot of guys, no matter what you've earned, not a lot of guys do a lot of the stuff that Kevin Durant has done in recent years. Most recently, obviously this meeting with ownership or done with Kevin, you know, what, what James Harden did twice or all the, the junk that Kyrie Irving has pulled in recent years, even independent of the vaccine, regardless of how you feel about that, just general day-to-day professional athlete stuff, diva behavior. And I just, I can't, people like to sort of harken back Ian to the, well, Brown has two years left in his deal and Durant has four years left in his deal. I can't sit here and confidently say Kevin Durant, even if you make the trade, is still here in four years. He's not going to ask out in two. It could happen. Like it's that's beyond the realm of possibility. Look what's happening right now. So I just, I, I don't, I don't trust him. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that's a good reason to not make the trade either, but I just don't trust him. No, and why would you? Why would you trust him? Um, but the whole league is not as reliable as it used to be, and this whole idea of building young teams that are going to last forever, it just doesn't really exist anymore. Um, and you can think back to all of the young cores that have been built up over the years and something always happens and it, it just falls apart. It just, it really works. It, it really holds. Right. And so if the Celtics were, were really, really sure that Jalen Brown was uh, going to uh, sign after two years, would they have, said something to the effect of, well, we might include him in a deal uh, for Kevin, knowing that's going to get out, you know? I mean, once once that gets out, if you have a feeling that Jalen Brown might be leaving, you're sort of helping push him in that direction mm-hmm. by, by that coming out, especially coming off a finals appearance where he was their best player in the finals. So um, trusting Kevin Durant – I agree. There shouldn't be any trust on him. And when I say like Jalen Brown only has two years, I'm not saying that, oh, Kevin's got a much better deal with four years on this contract because I don't think you can look past a year or two anymore in the NBA. You just can't. When you have a chance to win the championship now, you just have to go for it. And you can't be thinking, well, three years down the line, it's going to be this because there is no three years down the line in the NBA. This is a league where you're coach of the year one year and you're fired the next year. (laughs) <laughs> where uh, Kevin Durant is with Steph Curry and he trades him for Kyrie Irving, where they go to Brooklyn and they're going to be the super team and then it falls apart in no time whatsoever. There's no future in this league. There's where Gordon no Hayward goes down five minutes into his contract and is never the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that's a traditional way of it falling apart. I'm talking about all of these pressures. And anybody that thinks this is just – a temporary thing. I mean, 
guys pretty soon are going to be routinely making 60 million a year in this league. And they're talking about um, uh, players who were drafted this year are going to retire with a billion dollars in on the court earnings by the time they're. So it's just going to be harder and harder to keep teams together. So I, and then, and then you think about the race with the Lakers and the, the Celtics are under more pressure to win a championship than any other team in the league, really, mm-hmm. among all the realistic contenders, just because of that. Um, I, I, I just, I just think you have to go for now all the time, uh, you know, in a, in a qualified way, you don't throw everything away for now, but if you can get Kevin Durant and he makes you better right now, which he would, if they don't give up any of their defensive stars, um, I, I just think you really have to consider that. Evan, I know you have thoughts. Give me one second. Bet Online, your top source, our good partner for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's odds from the Major League Baseball season. Just a couple months left in that, by the way, not going so well for the Red Sox. Losses in six out of seven as we sit here in this moment. The Patriots, you can get plus 4,000 odds on them to win the Super Bowl if uh, you believe that they are going to do a heck of a lot better than what the over-under is set at right now, which is eight and a half. Yikes. Uh, you can go head-to-head divisional matchups. What I mean by that, the the Patriots sweeping the Jets, for instance, that's plus 120 right now. On to basketball, of course, the Celtics, we talked about it, plus 400 odds to win the championship. That is the best in the entire NBA before a trade for Kevin Durant. The Bucks are second at plus 550. The Warriors are plus 700. I was just looking before the show. Bet Online has some NBA specials specifically about Kevin Durant. Uh, will he be traded before the start of the regular season? No. Minus 200. Yes. Plus 150. Will he get traded? Uh, you know, when will he get traded? Before September 1st and the regular season or, or between, pardon me, September 1st and the start of the regular season. That's the favorite plus 175 on or after January 1st. But before the trade deadline, that's plus 250. Just to give you a taste of what's out there. There's, uh, you know, will Steve Nash be the coach of the Nets in game one, for instance? Yes. Minus 1000. No. Plus 550. Uh, Durant, Celtics. Far and away the favorite to land him among the other teams if he's not a net. Minus 140. The Suns second at plus 350. So there's a lot here that you can dive into if you'd like to, you know, take, uh, you know, take some wagers, obviously, on, on all these, this Kevin Durant conversation. Bet online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting or, of course, your favorite Vegas casino games or poker games. Super easy to get you started. CLNS50 is the promo code. You get the welcome bonus. Learn what everyone is saying. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get uh, wagering on all the popular sports and games. Bet online where the game starts. Evan. Well, you talk about winning in the now and like Durant would, you know, trading for Durant would, you know, I guess increase your chances of winning now pending what you give up. You know, the, we talked about this with, with Bullpet, um, you know, last week, it's a team that, well, I, I mean, I believe will wear you down, you know, in the regular season with how good they are defensively, especially in the backcourt. I mean, they're going to have Smart, Jalen, Brogdon, and Derek White as their four rotational guard players. And, you know, you can make the argument that Jalen is more of a wing player. I mean, I don't know. He lines up the two, so it's, that's where we stay. So, you know, they, they, they're going to have – this ability to just be a little bit fresher with that. So like my thing with Stevens is if you're Brad, like, okay, yeah, trading Durant 
might increase your chances in one way, but Ian, as you said, you know, it might decrease your defensive versatility, which is what made you an NBA finals team in the first place. I mean, this is a team, um, you know, that you don't usually have a team that's a favorite to win the title has the ability to trade for the second best player on the planet. Um, you know, and, and you look at if he's unhappy now, would he be unhappy? You know, I think Kevin has maybe had some things not go his way. I, th- I think Golden State was a great fit for him, but he just didn't feel like he was getting enough credit that he thought he deserved. Um, multiple finals MVPs didn't do it for him. No, I mean, but think about this. It's not about, I mean, getting it was still Steph's great, team. But, pe- but people just don't want to give Kevin enough credit for that. They still want to make it all about Steph and Clay and Draymond. And, and Kevin is there and Kevin went on finals MVP, but he doesn't, it doesn't feel like it carries the same weight as the other guys. So he goes to Brooklyn and then things blow up because James Harden doesn't want to stick it out and, and Kyrie's too busy doing other stuff. So it's, it's, I, I think we're being a little too harsh on Kevin in terms of how much can we trust the guy? Okay, he stuck it out in Oklahoma City for quite a long time until he just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I think I think he gave Oklahoma City as much as he possibly could until it was like, this obviously isn't going to work. They traded James away. They, they really realized at that point that there was no way they were going to contend with Golden State with the firepower that they had had. And so he left and joined him. It just so happened that they, he joined that team because of the salary cap spike, right? Well, so clearly he and Russ couldn't coexist anymore either. Right. So, but, but my point being like, we're all worried about Durant being a flight risk. I mean, the, the past says that, yes, but it also says that if you create an environment that Durant likes enough, which I think Boston could probably curate between the fact that he wouldn't be the go-to scorer as he ages, the fact that he wouldn't have to play as the best defender on the on the team because uh, he'd have Smart and Tatum there, okay? He wouldn't have to carry all that defensive responsibility. You'd have a coach in Eme that he obviously respects a whole a whole lot. Um, it Boston might just be that perfect environment to to give Durant exactly what he wants. And I just think what we do a lot is we're trying to say like, oh, Durant wouldn't like he would be a flight risk. I'm like, well, as as Ian pointed out, everybody's a flight risk every single season if you hold enough power. I think Boston would be able to give him what he really wants, A, a fair share at having uh, enough respect at the end of the day if they win a title, B, less pressure than than Brooklyn and all these other places uh, to to be the guy all the time every single game. And he'd have a coach that he really likes and respects. And as we've seen with 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 Ime, he's not afraid to call people out in the media. Steve obviously had a, has had several chances to do so, and doesn't do that. You know, Ime might just be the perfect guy to to to, to come down on Kevin. So as as some people say, it might be a, a bad thing to trade for him. I think Boston actually would be the best place for Kevin Durant because it would give him everything that he needs. Yeah. I mean, when you think about when he went to Golden State, they had already won the championship, and so he looked like he was just tacking on. But here the narrative would be, okay, they were close. Their offense fell apart. They didn't have enough firepower. Tatum was doing uh, was overwhelmed. And the old hand came in and showed them the way. Um, I look at what Garnett got out of playing in Boston on the back end of his career and – how the the energy of the place, especially in the playoffs, just kind of ran um, electrically, you know. 
uh, and he fed it back. And I bet, I bet Durant would appreciate that um, to whatever extent we can, we can try to predict how he responds to things, you know? Um, but just, I'm just imagining as good as uh, Jason and Jalen are together, I imagine the firepower of uh, Jason and Durant and how do you, how do you stop them? Two guys in the front court um, in the league that just keeps getting smaller. Um, both play big, you know, for what, for where they are on the floor. Um, and Durant is not a bad defender. He's a very good defender. He blocks shots. He knows, he understands defense. Um, when he was in the playoffs with Golden State, he was terrific defensively. He was, he and Draymond were arguably their two best defenders. So, and he passes. So this idea of running the offense entirely through Jason, the way they were doing in the key stretches of the playoffs, well, now it, it would be a two-headed deal. You'd, and and you wouldn't worry about all of the, the senseless turnovers um, um, controlling the ball the way, the way you had in the last playoffs. So, Look, I'm not saying this is a no-brainer to make the trade for him. I just, I just think in the here and now, there's. I have no problem imagining all the energy there would be in Boston if Kevin Durant was on the Celtics and they didn't have to give up a ton for him. So uh, I if just you added him. I, I'm not even disagreeing with that. I just, just to, just to sort of bottom line this thing for me and for for anyone watching versus listening this this shirt i'm wearing a shirt that has tatum brown and smart on it it's just a little little i don't know a, a present day big three or whatever we want to call that i guess uh, and wanting to see more of that develop for me ian and and shout out to our our friends at homage the i just i, I know i brought up the flight risk stuff or the lack of trust stuff and like it's i i stand by all of it but that's not that's not the bottom line for me as as much as it's relevant to all of this the bottom line for me especially after watching last year and considering the moves that were made in the offseason the fact that the Celtics are sitting there right now as the championship favorites today no more moves don't have to do a single thing you are at the top at least with regard to what your expectations are to me depth is extraordinarily important. It's extraordinarily important over the course of a grueling NBA season and an even tougher couple-month playoff season if you're fortunate enough to go on it. And while I agree, if you add Kevin Durant, you subtract Jalen Brown, and there's no debate that one is better than the other right now, regardless of what they're going to look like in a few years, right now, there's no debate as to who is better than the other. You would get a little more top-heavy than you are presently, for sure. But I can't help but look at that and say, Rob, Marcus, Brogdon, Durant, Horford with age, maybe there, there are, there are injury, there are serious injury risks on this roster to where your depth could dis disappear in a blink. And yes, if you don't make a move, that's still the case for sure. But if you don't make a move, at least you got a little more to work with than you would trading away multiple players, multiple rotation players for Kevin Durant. And sacrificing depth, potentially a lot of it, potentially multiple starters to get 
only marginally better in my eyes anyway. Maybe some people disagree and think you'd be substantially better, but to me, only marginally better. I just don't think it's worth it. That's that's ultimately, that is the bottom line for me, Ian. That's where I land. And I agree with you. If they have to give up too much, even in terms of depth, then they shouldn't do it. If it's true that they're operating from a position of strength where they, they think that Jalen's going to stay on, you know, even after all this talk. Um, but th- that's why that's why it, the gamesmanship is going to be a big part of it and letting the Nets come to you when they're at the end of their rope and the Nets are saying, okay, what's the best way we can save face and move forward? We can say we're, we're starting. We know this thing collapsed, but we're here. Look what we're getting out of it. Two guys approaching their peak in uh, Jalen and uh, Simmons. Um, we're trading Kyrie for Russell Westbrook and a draft pick. Um, and he's going to fit right in with the energy uh, that we're bringing in. And Jalen's a, a growing star. And um, we feel very confident that he's going to want to stay in the New York area and fulfill his stardom here for the long haul. So we don't have to, we're not worrying so much about about losing him the way we've lost these other guys. So we tried it that way. And now we're trying this way. And think about when we made the trade with Boston all those years ago, if you would have told us that we would have come out of it with Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown, we would have said, fantastic. That's great. So they, they can, they can make that trade and bring in Jalen Brown and at least tell that story. I don't know how much people will believe it, but it's a, it's a good story for them to tell. And they can say, our two betters are better, or our two players are better than the next best two players, and they so can make that case too. the The question then is, what is too much? Like, let's just boil it down to that. You know, I, I so, sense, I, I sense that you believe Brown and Smart and picks too much. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So, if the latest thing that Himmelsbach wrote, if it's Brown and, <clears throat> pardon me, Brown and White and four or five combination of picks and pick swaps. Is that appropriate or is that still too much? That's not too much, but I don't know. That's, that's where you don't know if the Nets would, would go for that. And that's where this whole question of what's Durant's uh, play going to be in all of this. And he already sent a signal that he's going to be big on it. You know, he's going to be pushing. And so if it's the Celtics against the Nets for Kevin Durant, that's a tough one. But if it's the Celtics and Kevin Durant versus the Nets <laughs> and Kevin's doing behaving in a way that helps ensure that he has the most possible talent waiting for him in Boston when he's traded there, that's that's this whole idea of gamesmanship and the Celtics have to be willing to say no and they walk away. And they right. walk away from it. And then, and then you see what happens and they say, look, you know what? We don't like this. We're happy going in next year as the Vegas favorites with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. We're fine. Good luck with everything. Say hi to Kevin for us. Take care. Hang up. You know, that kind of stuff, that kind of gamesmanship. That's, that's what these trades come down to, I think. And that's what there's going to be a lot, you know, if there is a trade for Kevin Durant, (laughs) um, 
somebody's got to write the story about all the twists and turns of the negotiations. And there's going to be a whole lot of people walking up, walking away from the table before they finally come back down again. My, the thing that is getting interesting is like, if you look at some of the names that are floated out there from other teams, you know, if, if, you know, and it's always interesting to read some of the tea leaves and things, but we don't, you know, we have no idea what's been offered, what hasn't been offered. You know, we had Steve on last week and I, I kind of prodded in a little bit about how he had mentioned that maybe the trait, the, the Jalen white in a pick, that particular piece of information didn't even come from Brooklyn itself. It might've come from some other team who's trying to damage the relationship between Jalen and, and the Boston front office. So I, I, I'm always kind of like in the back of my head, I have that going on. But if you look at some of the stuff that reportedly is on the table, like, you know, apparently like you can't Scotty Barnes is like too much for Toronto. You know, Miami's not willing to move off of Bam at all. They they want to add Kate as they should. They want to add Katie to, to, to Bam and to Jimmy. Um, they're, they're willing to throw Tyler Hero into the deal. It's like Jalen Brown is so much better than those two guys. It's like not even funny. So it gets me thinking like this Boston even like, is there a world in which Boston's like, like, we're not offering you Jalen Brown at all because this other the other offers you have around you don't even compare to what we're offering. So come back to us when you think you have an offer that's comparable to the other ones, and then maybe we'll talk about it. Because, again, Boston just went to the NBA Finals with those two guys. I wouldn't be trying to trade off those two guys if I were if I were Boston, frankly. Um, you know, if, if, if the bidding got to be ridiculous, which I think Brooklyn tried to do, then, then yeah, maybe you got to throw Jalen Brown to get to get a guy like Kevin Durant. But I, I, I just, I, I just don't see the match here because of as something you alluded to earlier. Boston knows everything about Jalen Brown more than any other team does, and it seems like to me every step of the way they've been pretty adamant that Jalen Brown is one of our guys. I mean, how many chances have they had to quote unquote trade Jalen Brown and didn't do it? They offered him an extension. I'm sure if. Jalen were willing to take one right now, they would offer Jalen an extension. But yeah, move Jalen Brown. No, to to have that right now. And Keith Smith, our buddy over at uh, Spot Track, just outlined uh, why Jalen would not take a contract and the, the other things surrounding Jalen's next deal. Go over there and read that. Um, but it, again, it, it, it has nothing to do with the Celtics. By the way, it yeah. would just be fiscally irresponsible for right. him. Again, if 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 they could sign Jalen Brown to an extension right now, they would do it, and we wouldn't even have this conversation. It's just because Jalen has two years left. There's an upcoming free agency potentially coming, and Durant's you know kind of mad. So there is the kind of the perfect storm for this sort of story to take off, which it does. But I, if you if you put a gun to Brad's head right now, he said, "Hey, if Jalen signed an extension, would you do it right now?" I bet you would, and just be completely out of this business and say, "We're done." Because I think Boston values Jalen probably extremely high. See, I'm not – I know we we got to wrap this thing up. I'm not sure I agree with all of that. Like if Jalen Brown – you know, he has two years left in his contract. If Jalen Brown had five years left in his contract, I bet this is still a story. From what side, though? I, I, do you think Boston would entertain it less or more because of that? Depends what they think of Kevin Durant. I think if they're as high on Kevin Durant as everyone wants you to believe they are, then yeah, I think it would. St- I just think you you'd be getting that much lesser return because you'd have him locked up that much more. You know, maybe it's maybe it's Brown, White, and and a single pick as opposed to five picks. But I but I think it's still a story. I I just think I think because of the way 
Boston is always goingly talked about, Jalen. I think if, if, if it were a possibility that they could lock him up right now, it would just, it, we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be talking about normal August stuff. Like, yeah. where does Peyton Pritchard fit in this rotation? Or, <laughs> uh, what rookie, or I can't even be, cause JD Davison's the only rookie. Uh, what two way player could, could get a steal a cut? Like, that's the normal is stuff. Is Kevin Gelly the next Al Horford? There we go. Like, <laughs> Normal stuff. The other teams do. Do you have parting thoughts on all of this before we let you go? Um, the one thing we didn't talk about, you know, and and amid the concern about what Jalen would do in two years and all of that, and if he'd want to stay, is this whole idea of the supermax deal that he could get in Boston, and mm-hmm. if he may, if he were to be All NBA and qualify for that, that's money he couldn't get anywhere else. And you saw Bradley Beal couldn't leave Washington. Um, because of that, and it's that's a big deal, and I'm sure it's a really big deal to Jalen. And so, regardless of any hurt feelings, the chance to make that kind of money would just you can make that money, and then you see other guys demand trades, you know, once they're yeah. under contract. Right. Current current topic included. So, I I really think that that's a that probably gives the Celtics quite a bit of confidence too about being able to move forward if this falls apart and say, look, Jalen, let's let's get the most out of you this year and let's see if we can get you a lot of money. Well, once again, this show is powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus. It's true. There are a lot of angles to this thing. And uh, as we sit here on the mid-afternoon, August 11th, Jalen Brown is still a Celtic. Kevin Durant is still a net. And this is a topic that is not uh, coming to an end anytime soon. So we're going to have to try. You know what we need to do? Well, Ian, you don't have to do this, but Evan and I have some homework. We need to figure out what our angle is going to be next week because this is still going to be here. So we just got to find a a new twist on this thing. Maybe we'll get a new juicy report we can react to. How much longer is Kevin Durant going to be better than Jalen Brown? A full investigative investigative deep dive. Although I'll say Zach Lowe, when he had Tim Bontemps on, they went over some of the, um, you know, the points per procession when Jalen and uh, Durant are the ball handler in like pick and roll situations yeah those numbers are way closer than you think they are Um, so i will say that it's not like i mean durant's an all-world player but the numbers as a pick and roll ball handler are i mean durant is better but it's not by a significant margin it is very 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 close so just keep that i know which player was drastically better in the 2022 nba playoffs i know that yeah all right We'll see. Ian, always a pleasure. Thank you for hanging out with us as always. Thank you. Ian Thompson, Evan Valenti, I'm Adam Kaufman. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for listening.